Hi and welcome back to Konst. Konst is a podcast by Scandinavian Mind about contemporary and future art, the intersection with society, culture, technology, finance and lifestyle. The outlook is primarily at the art world from a Scandinavian perspective, although taking into account the global arena of artists, exhibitions, trade fairs and other current events. I'm super excited about this uh, episode, which I could say is a special episode celebrating Stockholm Art Week. We have a fantastic guest on the show today, but, but first and foremost, uh, Joanna Sundström. Uh, she's the founder and director of Stockholm Art Week. She's going to be the co-host of today's episode. So warm welcome, Joanna. Thank you very much. And thank you for enlightening the art world. Well, I think the art world deserves to be opened up to a wider audience, right? Isn't that this why we do this? <laughs> why we have this discussion. Yes, that's correct. Uh, but listen, Joanna. Um, I think there might be listeners out there, you know, Scandinavian Mind listeners or readers that um, are just starting to explore the art world. So could you start off by explaining who you are and what role do you have in the art world? I founded Stockholm Art Week um, more than 10 years ago. Um, and it's, it's a platform showcasing Stockholm as an art city and also Sweden as an art destination. So the whole idea, it's, it's, of course, not my idea from the beginning. I mean, we can see art weeks all over uh, the world, uh, but it's getting more and more common. Um, and often it's, uh, it's happening at the same time as a key fair. Uh, in this case, we have Market Art Fair in Stockholm, but you can see it in, in London during Freeze or, or in Basel during Art Basel or Berlin during the ABC fair. So that's why we have um, uh, Stockholm Art Week, because the fair is um, uh, connecting art galleries, contemporary art galleries, during just a few days. And it tends to attract uh, lots of people during those days. You have both professionals and art buyers and curious people and so on. So it's like, you know, the, the, um, the piece of sugar that all the fleas fly to. And then all the other ones tend to, you know, put their sugars around the fair. Um, mm. And that's what I see when uh, when I traveled to Basel, um, like more than uh, maybe 12 years ago for the first time, I could see that, you know, the whole city was just, you know, full of art. You had the, the you, you didn't just have one fair, you had like nine different fairs. You had the openings at the museums, you had parties uh, at the galleries and you know it was so much fun and at that time we had market art fair but we also had another fair at the same time that was like artist driven called supermarket so you had market mm -hmm. and supermarket and we did also have the art and antique fair um at the same time and then there was a new actor in town you know photographiska was just new back then and they decided mm -hmm. to also have a fair, a photo, photo market. Um, and then it was like, oh, disrupting, you know, this city is too small. We can't, you know, work together. We need to uh, focus. Uh, everyone need to do their, what they're best on. But then I decided to, um, to gather all the fairs and uh, also the museums and some galleries to, to see if, if, what we can do together. I'm just curious, you know, what, would you say it makes the Stockholm Art Week stand out or let's say the 
Scandinavian arts that stand out in comparison to other global fairs? I mean, you mentioned Basel, Art Basel, right? Um, is, is there something specific that defines Stockholm Art Week or art fairs in the Nordic region, Scandinavian region? I mean, I think that Stockholm is, is a fantastic art city and we are... We are known. I mean, Sweden is known for for uh, for our taste, for our design, for fashion, for our music, for our tech uh, industry, and so on. Like the uh, um, creative business, you know. But we are not that known as an art destination, and I think it's uh, um, it's not fair <laughs> because we have you know lots of uh, top galleries that are active on an international scene. And we have a Museum of Modern Art that is well known over the borders. And we also have lots of private uh, private art institutions uh, and art spaces like, you know, Fotografiska or Magazine 3, Sven Harris. It's mm-hmm. like really top, Bonjus Konstantin. They're top level. Um, so we, we should be better to talk about uh, Stockholm as an art city. But do you think that um, the visitors during the Art Week are, let's say, different from other cities or countries? Um, is the the typical, let's say, citizen of Stockholm um, into art? Not really. I mean, if you go to Basel, the the um, uh, you can't. I mean, if you haven't booked a spot on the um, what do you call it? <laughs> Uh, on the airport for your private jet, mm. it's impossible to get a spot because you know everyone is flying there. We don't have that problem in Stockholm, uh, but um, we do travel for art and we visit uh, Stockholm during these weeks. I would say, but we are not that. Uh, I think we have a lot to learn and lots of things to do to attract more people to the art world. That's the basic thing why I do Stockholm Art Week to to open up the art scene to to more people. Mm-hmm. So let's say that um, I'm listening to this episode. I'm getting curious about Art Week. I'm getting curious about art. Where do I start? How do I learn more about this? How... Yeah, I would say um, I have some tips. I mean, first of all, uh, look at the. Uh, we have a calendar, a web calendar that you can see what's going on. Uh, and second, I mean, my best tips is always to because you can't learn about art. If you have been sleeping under a rock for a hundred of years and then you wake up and it's like, okay, now I'm uh, situated in Stockholm. I should learn more about fashion uh, or design. I can do, I mean, I can read the Scandinavian mind and buy some magazines and, you know, uh, find my way to, to look good and also to buy some chairs and tables and so on. But you can't learn about art in the same way. Um, you need to to work on it, you know, to get close to it. So the best thing I would say is to grab your best art friend. Mm-hmm. You have someone in, in your near that is a little bit better than uh, on art than you are, then um, have an art friend. I think that is the best way to <laughs> read a book. Or okay. So um, find a friend or read the calendar. And, I, and then you can start with... Uh, I mean, the fair is good. You, you have this year. You have thirty-eight participating galleries at the uh, Market Art Fair, so you get a good knowledge uh, about the the gallery scene, and you have uh, participants from all the Nordic countries. But also um, the auction houses—they have contemporary uh, mm-hmm. art, 
and it also get you a good you know feeling on what's going on and i think i know that we have uh, uh sylvia from vetling soon coming in and she has another point she has they look different on the uh the second market like the auction uh, houses but mm -hmm. that's story. but i think it's a good way you know to get to learn uh what's going on and also um don't be afraid be curious and mm -hmm. also allow yourself to have fun because the art world is fun it's fun 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 you know without art i would be crazy i think uh, i know um marie-louise ekman uh, she's now uh, showing her art at anna Bowman gallery but she once mm -hmm. said like without art i would be mental ill or criminal you know <laughs> so art is something that you can use it's like someone reads books or they listen to music or it's uh, to to find themselves or reflect what society we are uh, living in and that's the same with art it's not that difficult you don't need to like understand it or love it or like it even i mean you can just have it and reflect yourself through art I, i'm very happy that you you brought up the fun and the joy of art because I, at first i was a bit uh scared when you said that you know it's hard to get into art the thing is this is uh, also why i want to to do this podcast that um you know i want to um make art more accessible to people uh to find a new audience uh, i think uh, i agree with you art should be fun it should be accessible to everyone um but my experience over the past 20 years is that the art world is sometimes quite difficult um there are a lot of rules and or unknown rules, <laughs> you know, there is, it's, it's a small community and sometimes I feel that the art community is, let's say, maybe less um, accessible than the fashion or design community. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, how, how can we open up the art world? Yeah, in some point I totally agree with you. Uh, and I think, but it's like, a, it's like an invisible fence that we are, uh, feeling that we have but it's not there i mean all the galleries are open all the galleries are for free uh, and the galleries are there and they they really want to tell you about uh, their shows and what they are exhibiting so i think um, that's a feeling that i mean so first of all it's not um uh, it's not that close as you think but then you of course you have different levels but i would say uh, once we invited Georgina Adam, she's like the editor-in-chief or editor-at-large at the uh, Art Forum. She's a really, you know, she's like the Devil Wears Prada, you know, Meryl Streep mm, thing. But power player. <laughs> she's a really, really power player. And she was like so serious and talked about the art world. And you, she showed us figures, you know, the art world is going up and the Asian market is going up and the art world is going up, you know, everything. But then she's just, you know, got so silent. And she said, but you know what? Do you know why the, all the figures is going up? Because they have the best parties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think, I mean, if you're, because at an art party, there is lots of different people. You have the, the artists and the galleries, the collectors, the, the hangarounds and... So can you crash the parties? That's, I mean, I, I think the listeners are excited now. They, they want to go to the best parties. Is it easy to crash the art parties? Uh, yes, it is. Just, you know, <laughs> let's... Just do, walk in. <laughs> yeah, just walk in and be crazy. And that's, uh, that's how you get in, <laughs> I think. So, are you yourself a collector? Ooh, 
Uh, what's the definition of collector? I, I'm an art addict. Mm -hmm. That's that's for sure. So I buy more art than I should. Okay. So what what kind of art do you buy? Oh, usually I buy art that I you know fall in love with, that I can't resist. So my strategy is not to buy any art at all, and then I get onto a good level. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, often uh, like artists that I've met or have a relationship uh, with the gallery or the artist. Uh, all right, so uh, Jana, we have the first guest on the show, uh, the Art Week special. Uh, Sylvia Runel, uh, you're the marketing director of Vettelin Gallery, one of the most legendary galleries in Stockholm. Warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So Sylvia, I mean, just uh, for the listeners out there, just a quick introduction. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, what's your kind of experience of the art world? Uh, how did you end up at Vettelin Gallery? Yeah, so I'm the marketing director of Vettelin Gallery. Um, I've been working with the gallery for three years now. Uh, and prior to that, I worked with art fairs, uh, actually. Um, so I have, I'm a bit biased about art fairs because I love them. <laughs> Um, and I'm in charge of all things related to communications at the gallery, uploading the website, um, writing funny captions on Instagram, doing presentations, and yeah, anything marketing related. That's fantastic. So, Vettelin Gallery, I said it's a legendary gallery, so why would I say that? <laughs> What's your take on this? <laughs> Well, I, I would say that you are completely true about that. Uh, the gallery was founded in 1978 by Björn Vetling, and he's still around in charge of uh, the gallery operations. And the gallery started out by bringing international artists such as Frank Stella, James Rosenquist, uh, Robert Rauschenberg to Sweden. Uh, and mainly selling their uh, graphic work. Uh, and later on, the gallery has developed into more of a multi-program, exhibiting both Swedish artists and international artists alike. So um, it's it's actually legendary, I would say. Hmm. And Jana, what, what, I mean, um, as a kind of central figure in the Stockholm art space, what's your view on Vettling? I think Vettling is standing out. They have their own profile and as Sylvia said I mean all the international uh, names that uh, Björn Vettling has brought to Sweden we should be very very thankful for that and now they are have a good mix with emerging artists and also the big names uh, and it's uh, located you know in Kungsträdgården in Stockholm so it's very uh, central spot as well. Mm. And that's actually something, Sylvia, before you joined, we talked about kind of the accessibility of the art space to a wider audience. And mm. you know, I'm just curious from your side, from the commercial side of things, why should one buy art? And, uh, you know, what's the barriers to buying art? And do you have any tips for first time buyers? I do, actually. I have a lot of tips. Um... As I mentioned, I used to work at art fairs, so I would say like the, f the first tip I have is to visit art fairs, whether it be a market art fair or affordable art fair or any other art fairs around the world, because it get gives you such a great overview on what the, artist had, oh, what the gallery has brought to um, 
to the art fair and it's such a great way to get a lot of art in a quite small space. Um, and other than that, I would really recommend speaking with the gallerists. Uh, I mean, we, as a work, uh, we try to learn as much about the artists as possible and we love to share that knowledge. Um, so please do speak with us. And I think it's a great misconception that the art world is you know, snobbish and tricky to get into, just speak with us. We're actually quite nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a great start. And uh, also buy what you love. Avoid trends and what's trendy. It's a work that you are going to have on your wall for a long time. So buy something that you really fall for, whether it be that makes you happy or sad or challenge you or, yeah, just sparks some kind of emotion. Mm, that's something I, I try to kind of dissect with Johanna and when, you know, what, what, what kind of art she buys and then you came into the show. So, uh, <laughs> you were lucky there, Johanna, to not go deeper into that. <laughs> but I agree with you. Uh, buying with emotions is good. But what about buying as an investment? Oh, that's so much trickier. Um, I would say that's something that you should avoid. Because um, it's so hard to know which artists and what artworks is gonna, you know, make it in the end, uh, or being an investment. I mean, it's the same when buying stocks or investing in any firms. You can't be certain about the outcome. So I would say, first buy what you love, and then if you're really into it, then you can buy for investment. Um, but then you're, yeah on your own if that hits or not but can i ask you i mean i'm just curious um there are a lot of companies now that are using data from auction houses and galleries around mm. the globe um you know monitoring the art market and, and, and creating a lot more structure around investing in art yeah. um so there is this kind of professionalism around investing in art Mm. And uh, with, with its pros and cons, obviously, yeah. uh, I know there has been a lot. Of, there is a lot of criticism from the art world that there are now, let's say, pure art investors just using um, art as investment opportunities, uh, seeing it only as assets, not buying for with, with emotions. Right? Yeah. Is it only negative, or could there be something positive coming out of this? Um, I would say it's, of course, a double-sided coin. Of course, it's not all negative. I mean, if you buy something um, with the hope that it will be an investment and it turns out to be right, that's super both for the artist and for you as a collector. Um, but mainly buying for investment purposes, I mean, as you will notice uh, with anyone working within the art market, we are so passionate about our artists and what they do, and we want to highlight their careers and make their careers bloom. Um, and if people are buying works for them flipping it, it's, it's not our main purpose. So we want our purpose to be the same as the collector's purpose, mm. I would say. So I'm just curious, Silvia, since you're, op I mean, you're running a gallery operating in Stockholm and also having a big presence in Scandinavia. Mm. So what's your take on the Scandinavian art scene? You know, which are the interesting emerging artists and 
what what makes Scandinavia stand out, let's say, globally? I would say it's mainly the most interesting art market that we have in the world. I mean, Scandinavia is such a strong uh, region within art and design and music. And I would say that we are really in the forefront of um, digital development within the art world. And um, it's, I mean, Sweden as a country is a quite safe place. We have a really good like network for, for people working within a bit insecure um, fields as the art market is. I think we have so many artists that are going to hit internationally. Um, so I'm super excited. What about you, Joanna? Which Scandinavian artists or Swedish artists do you think are the, the most interesting ones at the moment? Yeah, Sylvia mentioned we have some artists that they are they have big international careers and they are not represented by a Swedish gallerist. Uh, Mm -hmm. such as Clara Lidén or Natalie Jurberg and Hans Berry um, and so on. So they, of course, I mean, they have big career going on. Uh, but then I think we will see during Stockholm Art Week, do you know, there's always uh, the talk of the town, what was the most interesting uh, show at the fair and so on. So look forward to see. So Sylvia, um, I'm just curious, uh, how much competition is there or not between the galleries? Interesting question. I try to see my fellow gallerists as colleagues um, rather than competitors. With that said, of course, it's competition. We all want to represent good artists and we, I would say sometimes there's a bit of competition finding the new talents. But other than that, I wouldn't say it's such a competitive um, market actually. Hmm. So, how do you reach your your buyers? I mean, uh, what are the mechanisms of yeah reaching buyers? Well, uh, to quote our founder, one call out is another call in. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of calling. Um, we have quite a strong presence on social media, and we try to be a part of any kind of art initiative. Uh, in in Sweden or abroad, such as art fairs and Stockholm Art Weekend, so that's that's like the main source. Hmm. And is this also why it's important to participate in these international art fairs? I mean, as a gallerist, or you know, what what's the real reason for investing into a space at Art Basel, for example? Is it only for the commercial side of it? No, not only. It's a great way to meet new people, to meet new gallerists. Uh, and like a goal of ours is to take our Swedish artists, for example, and try to highlight them abroad and maybe find gallery representations abroad. So, I mean, being a part of international art fairs is really important in that way um, to kind of highlight the Scandinavian art market in different countries um, and mm. also since we've been around and since we started out by bringing international artists to Sweden we still want to maintain our contacts abroad so that's also yeah it's it's more about networking um, actually mm. so I, I guess there are listeners that have experience maybe buying from auction houses but maybe not buying from galleries mm -hmm. what would you say is the difference well, the main difference is that when you're buying from a gallery, you are buying directly um, 
from an artist in a way. I mean, our goal is to make the artist having like a proper career and living out of their art. And when buying from a contemporary art gallery, um, you are supporting um, artists directly. Whereas from an auction house, uh, it might not be a de suite and you might not support the living artists, whereas at a gallery, you do. Interesting, Silvia. So, Joanna, <clears throat> as the co-host of today's Art Week special, we have yet another guest joining the show. It's fantastic. We're just building up this amazing group of people today. Um, you have invited Sara Bainson to join us on the show. Uh, Sara, warm welcome. Um, for the listeners out there, who are you? Hello, hi, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here and speaking with you. Um, as I said, my name is Sarah. I am the director of Market Art Fair, which is the leading contemporary art fair in the Nordic region, taking place very shortly in the weekend, the 29th of April to 1st of May. So could you elaborate a little bit more about the uh, Market Art Fair and the history and, yeah. So Market Art Fair was founded in 16 years ago by galleries from all the Nordic countries who wanted a high quality uh, fair uh, supporting Nordic culture. And since then a lot has happened, but we still have the same mission to be a positive force and support the Nordic uh, art culture and cultural life. So, if you are a if you participate in market art fair, it's galleries who showcase uh, the best of the Nordic art scene today. And this year, you have a special theme, right? Yes, we do. We have a, a collaboration with the uh, Embassy of Iceland, which has generously allowed us to go a little bit further into the Icelandic art scene, uh, which is, of course, very interesting. And it's a, Iceland, it's a country that it's, it's one of the Nordic countries, but it could be quite far away. Um, so I think this is a great possibility to get to know that art scene a little bit more. So in this year's fair, we have a great Icelandic gallery. It's uh, called IH. It's located in Reykjavik, but it is has a very large international following and participation as well. And they work with several very well-known Icelandic artists. And we also have several artists participating with other galleries as well. So for this fair, we have the Icelandic artist Ragnar Kjartansson that is going to be presented by the gallery Borsch Editions from Copenhagen. And I8 Gallery is presenting works by Olafur Eliasson and also Atna Ottarsdottir. And the Swedish gallery Larsen Warner is presenting works by Shoplifter, mm. whom, I mean, I think the... Um, the audience in Stockholm might recognize her from that she did a solo exhibition, which was the um, inaugurational uh, exhibition for the reopening of Kulturhuset. And I think mm -hmm. if you don't know of her, you probably, if you see an image of her work, it's this fluffy thing that looks like, I don't know, like feather dusters or something like that. Very colorful works. So she's coming to Stockholm, actually, and she's going to be part of 
the program in a talk together with a, another Icelandic artist, Egil Sabjörnsson, who's going to be in a conversation during the fair about their practices and being an Icelandic artist. So, I mean, this sounds super exciting. And I guess our listeners are also really excited. But is everything open to the public or is it only for professionals? Or Yes, the fair is absolutely open to the public. And I think that's something that's very... Um, that's something great with the fair, that it gathers both the professionals and the very serious art collectors as well as the just art-loving public. And it's, I mean, it is a small entrance to, you have to buy a ticket to visit the fair. It's very easy. You can just do it for our website. It's uh, not a very big, big price. Um, but actually the talks program is for free. So you could access the talks program even without buying a ticket to the fair. But we, of course, hope that you will want to do that as well. So this is actually a question to all of you. <clears throat> so, I mean, we, we're coming out of the pandemic. So in the past two years, uh, obviously, a lot of the physical art fairs and trade shows uh, and a lot of the galleries were closed. Uh, then uh, these kind of online viewing rooms were introduced uh, as an option, you know, and there were a lot of explorations in this kind of digital space, you know, kind of hybrid experiences of art and trade fairs and art fairs etc but what's your take on this i mean are we going to go back to how we experienced art let's say pre-pandemic meaning only physical or is these are these kind of online viewing rooms or the digital experiences of art is that going to stay i mean let's start with you sarah and then let's um, he hear the rest of you as well Yes, so I think it's, it's quite twofolded. I think nothing beats the physical meeting with an artwork and also the art world is also a very, it's a very social group of people. So people will definitely want the aspect of having, you know, seeing each other in person, seeing the artworks in person and it's becoming a little bit of a more like a social gathering and event. So that's not going to go away. I think that's now more than ever is really strong that people really want to come back and get together but at the same time I think the art world was pre pre-pandemic it was a little bit behind in terms of digitalization so I think the pandemic has in many ways uh, helped us with getting the sort of the need for having good digital options and so I definitely think that some of these fixtures are here to stay like the digital viewing rooms and so on however I think that their importance they can never beat the physical meeting Mm. Sylvia, what do you think about this, kind of running well, a gallery? Yeah, I'm nodding along here. <laughs> uh, I think that Sarah really has a point in this, uh, and I think that I can only speak on behalf of my gallery, but we've been really longing for art fairs to take place again, because it's such a great way to meet people. However, I think that it's going to be a hybrid moving forward with digital online brewing rooms uh, supporting the physical uh, experience. Mm. Uh, Joanna, I mean, you're traveling the world quite extensively. You have experienced a lot of different trade fairs, art fairs, etc. Do you see uh, advantages with these online viewing rooms or do you agree that art is best experienced physically? Yeah, and I totally agree with the, the, the thing that Sara mentioned. I think if we, we learned a lesson how to create the online viewing rooms and also to, uh, to reach a new audience through the digital rooms. Um, and I remember the first, I mean, Moderna Museet, the Museum of Modern Art in Stockholm, they were very quick on doing this uh, 
softvisningar, like uh, online viewing rooms from the couch. And it was the, the digital level on that uh, was not very high, but it was with passion and it was uh, uh, with, uh, with this passion to, to, uh, to share their um, exhibitions to a wider audience uh, when the museum was closed. So I think we learned a lot about it, but still we would like to travel. So now before Art Week, we have the Venice Biennale coming up. Uh, and it will be interesting to see who will be there and uh, if there is any difference. So um, how many people are going there from Scandinavia to Venice Biennale, Joanna? I don't know. Uh, we'll see, but not as many as we used to. So. I think there will be um, 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 not that many people going, no. Uh, and Sara, do you usually go to the Venice Biennale? Yes, I actually do. I'm not going this year because it's just the week before the fair. Um, so in a way, I think it's, it's a little bit of a relief that it is just sort of coming out of the pandemic and it might not be the same sort of happening i won't will not have the same amount of fomo as i would have had before <laughs> um but hopefully i will be able to go in, in two years time instead and i would definitely follow everything that happens i mean i think it's a very interesting the exhibition that they have the the general exhibition um that they are three swedish artists participating which is uh, absolutely amazing and I also wanted to add, uh, it just came to mind about the digital versus physical. That's something that's very, mm -hmm. very great about the physical meeting with art and that can never be replaced with the digital is that the digital initiatives, that's a very curated selection and mm -hmm. it takes out the level of surprise and that you don't know what you are going to see. And that's something that the physical meeting with art, if you visit an exhibition or if you visit a fair or if you visit a gallery, you might not know what to expect or what to see. It's not something that you search for deliberately, but it will be something you discover. So I think that's something that it's very sort of, if you just look at art online, you will probably only see sort of your search history, what's tailored to your needs. And I think that's something, one of the great things with art that it can surprise you and it brings you new perspective. Mm. That's a good point. So not having the algorithms decide what art uh, I should look at, right? But listen, Sarah, I am I'm super curious now because Joanna and I talked earlier about um, the great parties during Art Week, and you know, there's a lot of uh, socializing. So um, if I go to Stockholm in two weeks' time and I want to meet artists, I want to meet galleries, I want to meet players, you know curators, uh, collectors, which restaurants do they go to? Which bars do they hang out in? Which nightclubs might they go to? So you're asking someone who just had a little baby. So the question <laughs> about the social life is very alien to me. I know everything that happens like before five uh, in the afternoon. And after that, it's just uh, trying to get the baby. Okay, to so before so five. So I am the worst, worst person to speak with, uh, definitely. And <laughs> so I think maybe Joanna can answer that much better than, than I am. But I generally, I try, I, I go to the restaurants up and down Nybrogatan. And I think that's a great, great places to meet people. They have the, um, 
Alma, I know that the, they are going to do something during Stockholm Art Week. I'm sure Joanna can fill out on this. They have some of my favorite restaurants, uh, Schmaltz and Astoria, and as well as Villa Dagmar, who's also great if you have a stroller with you. I can add that. <laughs> uh, and we also going to have on Thursday evening, we are going to do a, a little bit of a some get-together with friends of market before the fair on Thursday evening at Brillo, which is nearby as well. So I'm sure there will not be a lack of things that's going to happen. Mm, great. And if, if, if one wants to meet you, Sarah, that's pre before 5 p.m., right? So then you're out and about. Okay, good. But Joanna, uh, can you elaborate on what happens after 5 p.m. then? Where should one go? Yeah, I think there is, uh, you can see lots of uh, happenings in the calendar, but also, you know, ask your best art friend. But uh, the restaurants and the hotels that are um, a part of the Art Week is, as Sarah mentioned, uh, Svenska Brasserier. So, uh, Teatergrillen, they have uh, opening night on the 27th, um, and that's uh, at Nybogatan. And at the same night, uh, there is an opening at Alma with the art collaboration called Black Iris. There is their first exhibition ever. And then you can walk up to uh, Nordiska Galleriet, who also have an opening night uh, during that day. And then you can end up at Villa Dagmar because they have a book launch with uh, Ulla Viggen, very um, interesting artist. And then um, you have Lidmar Hotel. They also have uh, opening night during I think that is on Thursday, um, and um, hmm, I still need to to get to know the the calendar as well. But there <laughs> we have the closing party, the official closing party at Alma uh, on Saturday uh, from nine o'clock. But there's lots of cocktails and openings and venissage times. Uh, so please have a look at the calendar, and you will you will be um, uh, active during the week. And of course, uh, in the show notes, we'll have the links to the calendar, to Market Art Fair, Stockholm Art Week, Betteling Gallery. Joanna, Sylvia, Sarah, uh, big thank you for joining uh, this episode of Konst. It was a pleasure uh, having you in the show. Uh, I look forward to meet you physically uh, during Stockholm Art Week. Uh, so, Sarah, I will meet you up on Nibrugatan before 5 p.m. <laughs> the rest of you I will meet in the parties, in the restaurants, and obviously at all the fantastic exhibitions taking place during Stockholm Art Week. So, a big thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank having you. us. So, Jana, this was a really good discussion. Thank you again for introducing me to your art friends. You are my best art friend. So, you know, I think that's maybe the key takeaway from today's show that you need a good art friend to enter the art market. Um, where will people find you during the art week? Oh, I will be, uh, as the prince said, I will be all over the place. <laughs> so I will start at uh, the openings uh, on Nybogatan, as I said, the first night. And then Thursday, I will have I will try to get a sneak peek of market uh, before it opens. And then I will try also one. There is lots of um, uh, meet the artist uh, 
So um, I think that is, um, if you have a look at the talk program, I think it's very interesting, you know, to get close to the artists. And I will try to be as uh, many uh, artists talk and openings uh, as possible. And on Friday, there is a big, I mean, um, Sara mentioned Egil Sabrinsson. He's uh, um, active both on market, the talk program. He has an opening at Andy's Gallery. He is a part of... Uh, um, the Moderna Museet's film club and they also have a party on Friday so I will try to meet uh, and he's also active at an exhibition at uh, Kummelholmen and at the public art um, in Vorbei so I will try to get hold of Egil mm. because I think he's really interesting artist and then uh, Friday is yeah. a good uh, day for the fair um, and then Oh, that's the VIP day, I think, and then it's open for for the public on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. So if you if you call me, I will uh, I will let you. We can walk to uh, have a walk to market. And, and <laughs> Great, you are my best art friend, that's for sure. So Jana Sundström, uh, warm thank you for uh, participating as a co-host in this Stockholm Art Week special. Uh, I'm Rola Flick Kretschmar and this was Konst, a podcast by Scandinavian Mind about contemporary and future art, the interconnection with society, culture, technology, finance, and lifestyle. Thank you. Thank you.